Well, welcome back, race fans. Time for another edition of Haas Talks. And bingo, bango, look who's in the studio today. It's Dason Pursley. Dason, dude, my bro, thank you so much for taking time to uh, come and chit-chat with me, man. Yeah, no problem. It's definitely, you know, good to be back home at Port City. And, um, you know, to see everybody is, is really cool. And um, it's fun to watch them racing tonight. There's a lot of, uh, there's been a lot happen over the, the last year, the last, let's just say six months. I mean, it's been kind of a wild ride. Um, and the racing family has just stood behind you 110%. I know everybody like me is just waiting for more info, and I know you're waiting for more info too because there's a process that goes through it. Um, let's just kind of back up just a little bit and kind of tell folks what's going on right now. Like you're doing a lot of things to get ready for that next step, but again, sometimes it's baby steps. So what's going on in the life of Dason right now? Yeah, so we got home uh, about three weeks ago from Atlanta. Um, it was my first time home, and I didn't even think I could miss a bed that much. Um, but when I climbed into my, my own bed, it was pretty comfortable, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, so been home for three weeks, um, just you know doing the small stuff now. And um, I feel like it's it's going, of course, slower than any kind of race car driver would want because we're all impatient. Um, so, so I wish, you know, everything would click a little bit faster, but, um, everything, you know, when I go to a doctor, when I go to a rehab center, you know, close to home, they all say that I'm, you know, above my progress level and that I, you know, shouldn't be doing the stuff that I'm doing. So it's, um, you know, pretty cool to hear that. Uh, but it's, it's also, you know, you still, as a race car driver, want to, want to do more always. So, um, yeah, right now I'm just going to Rehab Center in Ortho Indy uh, once a week. They're just kind of working on my, um, you know, left shoulder and, and left hand. I feel like that's my, um, you know, biggest and kind of only thing that's really setting me back to do, you know, a little bit of things, but I can still do a lot. So um, you do that, and then I signed up for uh, Pit Fit, and um, they're like a really, really good gym type for, for race car drivers and, and whip you into shape pretty quick. I was talking to Shane, you know, earlier last night, and he said that that's a great place to go, and, and they'll whip you into shape pretty quick. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool to go there. And then, um, I'm on the road now. I'm fortunate that, you know, Keith and Pete let me kind of still come hang around and, um, you know, help a little bit and, and do what I can. So, um, I feel like that's, that's therapy in itself is just being on the road and, and seeing people that, that's a, feels like a little bit of normalcy. And, um, I feel like that's a lot of therapy and, you know, definitely picks up my mood sometimes. Getting back to normal has got to be the challenge, really. I mean, you've been stuck in what we would call isolation and just, you know, minimizing some of the things that you want to do. And like you said, you want to keep on pushing and get better faster. And like they say, oh, you're doing great. Well, you're like, yeah, like, yeah I'm doing great. Like, dude, <laughs> adjust the seatbelts. Like, let me get back in this thing. Um, but having to kind of step things back. And you say being on the road and being around the KKM family has been therapeutic Um Talk to us a little bit about the surprise that we all got at the Chili Bowl this year. It was pretty phenomenal. I'm down in the infield, and then all of a sudden I, I hear this roar of crowd, and I look up at the screen, and there you are. And I'm like, holy crap, I know that kid. That's <laughs> Dason Persley, and he's walking into the expo. Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool moment. Me and my mom were kind of um, about two weeks before that. We were still in the hospital side of um, Shepherd Center, so we couldn't ever leave the building, I guess. Um, Shepherd Center is really you know big on COVID like a lot of people are, but – um, they kind of didn't 
didn't think we would. And then, you know, we kind of just uh, asked for forgiveness after we kind of went. Um, we weren't really supposed to go, but we just said sorry after we after we did go. So, um, yeah, during the shootout time, we were, you know, kind of in the hospital side of Shepherd, And then um, in between the shootout and Chili Bowl, we got to move to the apartments, which is like a little bit more freedom. You could, you know, go and see Atlanta and, and kind of do whatever you want. So, that helped. And then, um, I talked to my mom a little bit and she was like, yeah, well, we, we could go, you know, Friday night or, or just even Saturday. And, um, absolutely nobody knew Keith, Pete, my dad, like nobody even knew. Um, and then the first day, I think, yeah, it was came Thursday. And then we finally told dad and Keith because Keith was going to go see his daughter at the, you know, rodeo thing that they had going somewhere. And, um, then we kind of had to surprise him. So we didn't want him to not be there. And then I show up. So we had to, we had to kind of tell him, so it wouldn't be a, you know, it would still be a surprise, but not a big enough surprise like we thought. So, but yeah, walking into the expo was, um, it was really cool. I feel like definitely was, was overwhelming in a good way. Um, but you know, walking, walking through the expo and having, you know, 10,000 plus people all cheering for you with, with no booze, I guess that was a, that was a pretty accomplishment <laughs> moment. I guess I never felt like I would, uh, walk into somewhere with that many people and, and not have one single booze. So, um, it was pretty cool and I'm, I'm thankful, you know, everyone is still supporting me and, and kind of following this journey still. It's, um, it's been a, been a long one, but I'm, I've, I think I'm, you know, finally able to, to kind of talk about it and, and, you know, let everybody know how thankful I am for that. During the time of like having to just be in the hospital by yourself and and not really have a lot of contact with the outside world, so to speak. I mean, I know there are still people that were reaching out and everybody was tweeting and and Facebook and doing all that stuff. Um, what was it about that? Was that something that like really helped you throughout that whole process? Was getting the cards and reading the letters and and knowing that like Amy and Kevin drove down, yeah, that to surprise your mom and see your mom and just like wave from you from the hospital window and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, that right there speaks volumes. And do you like? Do you truly feel that that has helped you push you along the way some? Definitely, I feel like the cards that have that have you know sent to me in the Facebook comments when my mom posts an update, and then we read all through the Facebook comments. It it helps tremendously. I you know I can't remember the nights sometimes that we didn't read, and me and my mom would sit there and read the Facebook comments. We would read the letters that all came in, and it was just really really cool. And you know sometimes it brought little tears to our eyes that. There were so many people from so many different states um, that kind of still paid attention to me and that even knew me. I didn't know there was that many people that um, knew me, but that just, you know, says they're, you know, the racing community is truly one of the best. And um, yeah, it definitely helped me through therapy and, you know, wanted to get up, wanted to do stuff um, to get better, to show all these people that, um, you know, you can do it when you have an injury like this. And um, it just all kind of has to to have a little bit of faith and a little bit of prayer, I guess you could say. And um, we definitely got that. Watching you grow up racing and being around like the Lucas Oil National Open Wheel 600 Series and all that good stuff up and down the road, um, you know, campfires at night and everything else, it, it kind of makes you reflect on like the olden days. But then also looking at your career now, um, it feels like a lot of home for you at KKM. Just talk a little bit about the relationship that you have with Keith and like that bond is something that's pretty special that not many people get to see or they maybe they don't notice um but I've kind of taken notice to it like you and Keith seem to get along like really really well yeah um you know luckily he kind of puts up with me I guess whatever I want to do and um I came to him and and my dad kind of came to him and said that we wanted to go micro racing and and he ended up you know loving that and uh, I remember the first time he was around it you know truly and wanted to learn about it is we were running a sprint car in um St. Louis area 
uh, ran a sprint car on Friday night, and then Port City was racing Saturday, and we came and ran, uh, called Scott that night, and I guess Scott got his car ready for me, and uh, came out here and ran A-Class in, in non-wing in Scott's car, and uh, Keith kind of loved that and, and wanted to get his own, so um, I feel like that was the first time he really, you know, fell in love with micro racing, but then absolutely anything I kind of wanted to do, I could just ask him, and he would give me his opinion. Um, sometimes it was bad, sometimes it was good, but uh, I guess guess that's why our bond is so strong, and um, yeah, everybody at KKM is, is a family to me, and, and like I said earlier, it's just, I can't thank them enough for letting me be on the road with them, and you know, piddling around, and sometimes I'm in the way now, sometimes I'm not, but uh, <laughs> hopefully that uh, that they'll still let me stick around throughout the year, and we can uh, see everybody that, that kind of supported me and prayed for me uh, when we're up and down the road. That's cool, being able to see everybody and kind of give back a little bit of your time that they've given to you. Um, you talk about that KKM family, and we kind of talked about it before we started recording here. Um, we talked about the Tulip Speedway. <laughs> like, that, this is something cool. Like, if, if folks haven't seen it, it's all over Twitter. Like, they can go check out, like, previous interviews and, like, just some of the things that you guys do is hilarious, but you guys are just kind of killing time and having fun. Kind of tell us a little bit about how that all came up and how the whole, uh, the, that whole deal came about. Yeah. So I guess none of them really owned a house, um, before that. And then like we all had RC cars and we all kind of messed around with them and, you know, earlier stages, but then, um, Jared Martin actually bought a house. So it, you know, it was like an opportunity to build a racetrack in his backyard or an RC track. Um, so, you know, he started doing that and we started just joking around out there and then didn't really get serious. And then, um, he brought up the idea of actually having a couple races there and, and, you know, talking about him on Twitter, which was really cool. And, and like you said, you just pass time. And I feel like once you have fun, um, when you're not at the shop, suppose working, when you're having fun doing stuff, it creates a better bond with everybody. So um, to do it with RC cars and, you know, to still have racing involved because we all love doing that, it's it's really cool. And um, actually, I think the season is going to start kicking off at Tulip Thunderbolt uh, sometime <laughs> this year. So um, my RC cars kind of tore up from last season, so I'm trying to put it back together. But um, no, I feel like nonetheless, it's it's something to tune into and it'll be cool to watch. Throughout your racing career, you've had some pretty spectacular moments, some really good battles and things like that. Um, what what if you had to pick, like, one extreme, like, race that you can recall, um, you know, doing battle with somebody? What what was, like, some of your prouder moments? Like, your some of your faster races, some of your, like, your best battles come from a certain track or a certain type of car? Or, do you have any of those, like, that just uh, come to mind? Yeah, definitely. Um, in 2000. I think it was 2020 at the shootout with um, I was racing for Randy Timms and, and Billy Lawhead and Josh and everybody were on the team and um, I got on the pole of the stock non-wing A main and uh, was really fast that weekend like crazy fast Billy had the car on on rails and I was just cruising in there I felt like um, and then uh, I think me and Alex battled in the qualifier and it was like a really good race and it was like okay he's you know he's going to be somebody to you know look out for in the feature and then um, sure enough me and him actually battled it out um for the win and, and he ended up towing me out I think I messed up probably four or five times too many times um but no he he beat me there and then um uh later last year me and Buddy had a really good race in the midget and at Sweet Springs and I uh, just showed you know how hard we wanted to push each other to win and um I think we were probably a straightaway ahead at one point and we were still trying to hit each other um you know throwing sliders and just super close racing and, and I feel like it just you know kind of pushes each other to be better and um, that's what KKM is all about is pushing people to have two young kids that want to be the best and um you know me and buddy were trying to do that last year right 
So it's always about preparing and being better and everything else. Back to that to the Tulsa shootout deal. You remember coming up on the wall, going into three? <laughs> yeah. Right I, there I, in front of the pit crew stands. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I think at the shootout that year I'd done that, uh, you know, probably too many times, I guess you could <laughs> say. But but I guess it made a couple cool reels. And um, everyone always says if you can't, you know, win, be the show. And, and I guess I ran fourth and was, was the show. So that was that was pretty cool. Racing against all these different caliber drivers all the time and being teammates with a lot of them, um, how big of competition do you guys hold at each other? I mean, is there a lot of, like, trash talking? Is there, <laughs> is there you know, you and Kaz go off and do your thing and let them figure it out? And uh, I, it's, it's in, hard in, to speak. Internal, like, do you guys, like, get fired up at each other? Um, I, I guess as a joke, uh, I know me and Buddy usually – um, race pretty hard with each other and, and we do we have a lot of respect for each other so um, we're really good friends off the track and, and hang out at you know Tulip Thunderbowl and, and do all that stuff together so um, our friendship is really strong but if, but of course we're still fierce competitors so anytime we put the helmet on it's um, it's, it's go time and um, I feel like me and Buddy push each other to be better but we also when we get out of the car we always joke around and, and I feel like that's just um, it's fun that way and uh I really wouldn't have it with anybody else. Um, Buddy races really hard. He's really smart. He pushes me to be better. And um, he, uh, anytime I have a question, he, he always answers it with his full honesty. And, and uh, I respect that a lot. Moving forward, there's a lot of hopes and a lot of different things that you're hoping to do. Um, at a young age, you went to Keith Coons at, at the shoot or at the Chili Bowl, and you told him, I'm going to drive for you one day. And here you are, uh, you know, one of his, his star premier drivers um, that you've really grown up a lot over the last two years um, since going on the road and racing full-time. There's a young kid out there watching this show right now, at least I hope there is, <laughs> um, out there watching Hoss Talks that's like, Dason Persley, I know Dason Persley, I've seen him race and everything else. Um, even though you're still young and you got a lot of, you got a lot of things coming your way, um, you've done a lot already. In, in this short little window, like what kind of advice could you give to a young, you know, a, a young driver or maybe a, a set of parents that are trying to help their kid get to the next level? I mean, I know everybody knows money has a lot to do with it, but there's, I feel like there's also more that goes along with the financial side. Yeah, definitely. I feel like if your kid's very presentable and um, if he just goes and talks to a lot of people, like you said, I went up to Keith and told him I wanted to drive for him and, um, you know, I I thought that was silly, and um, my dad kind of almost not forced me, but um, he just said it would be a smart decision to do and, and get your name out there. And just so, you know, anytime you see Keith, you, you keep on doing that. And then, you know, one day he'll be like, oh, I know this kid. And then, you know, he'll let you stay around the pit or, or whatever. So um, just always go up and talk to people. And then I feel like if your kid's, if your kid's younger on the parent side, you just you got to let him do it. I guess you can't have any fear, and, and my parents definitely didn't. They put me in a, you know, a full-size midget at 14 years old and, and, you know, let me go national racing. So, um, if we're parent side of things, you, you just gotta let your kid do it and, and he'll be okay. He'll, he'll probably get beat a couple times. Um, but, but he'll definitely learn from it and, and, you know, regroup and, and be a really good race car driver. And I feel like, um, at one point you got to throw your kid to the wolves and, and, you know, let him learn. And I feel that that helped me out tremendously. I feel like, um, you know, not creating any bad habits, always learning. I feel like helped me a ton and um, it's just something that I really appreciate that my parents let me do at a young age and, um, you know, never slowed down. I feel like we always made progress, and, um, you know, that kind of leads to success. There you go. Just let them do it. Just let them do it. Dason Persley on Hoss Talks.